The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton and the boy from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome in. Good morning. Yes, good morning, JP. It is a beautiful day here in Columbia as we are sitting here in the TriStar Sports headquarters on West 7th. We appreciate you guys tuning in as we have been feverishly working this morning to make sure that we can get you the video we promised and the video has been fine (laughs) it's it's the normal stuff that decided not to work today that's part of the course isn't it yeah life is give and take yeah (laughs) welcome in this is southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint i am chris y'all joined by mo Patton and jp plant back with you today after a brief hiatus yesterday out at the Mount. Well, you know, when you're talented, you have a lot of people pulling at you. Folks need your help. Yeah. That's all I'm so. saying. So we uh, we are happy to be on the air <laughs> now and uh, joined by our friends down in Franklin County, WZYX. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. For those of you tuned in down there as we will be talking about some teams that I'm sure you are um, interested in. A couple of games last night in that area that uh, could be of interest to you, I'm sure. And plenty tonight. Going to be a lot of good basketball on Tuesday. It's uh, it's always a lot of fun when when you have 25 basketball games and you've got to figure out, all right, how uh, how are we going to get all these covered? Isn't that, Mo? Isn't that, isn't that fun? And no, uh, the first thing you do is you realize you're not going to get them all covered. Yeah. And we, one, hope, we hope that we can get some help from well, the coaches. That'd be different. <laughs> Wouldn't it? After last night. Coaches, ADs, administrators. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Did, did uh, JP? Did you know that Spring Hill and Mount Pleasant were playing basketball last night? Spring Hill, Mount Pleasant. No, I found out uh, late yesterday afternoon that uh, Summit and Page girls were playing, <laughs> and uh, and heard uh, Mike Epley and uh, and uh, Justin on the uh, on the call last night for a solo, a girls only, a single game, a single. Well, we found out that Spring Hill and Mount Pleasant boys were playing about. Midway through the first quarter? No. Was was it later than that? It was probably, yeah. Midway through the second quarter? At least. I don't know. When we came across it on Facebook. Yeah. 
The Facebook Live is what gave us yeah. the information. Never mind that on Sunday, an email was sent out to every athletics director in the county asking for updates to their schedules. Sent them the schedule we had. Sent them said, the schedule we had and said, if there are any additions or deletions, please let us know so we can post them to the website on Sunday. So either they added the game early Monday morning or who knows? Skipped over the email. Or saw the email and didn't respond. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. Nonetheless, as I said last night, it's it's a shame that kids don't get covered because of the lack of effort from adults. You know, and, and full, disclo- full disclosure, we probably would have covered that game had we known about it. We may not have, but... Probably would have. We probably would have covered that game. But, I mean, there is a possibility that, especially with the weather doing what it did last night, we might have just decided, hey, we'll just get the book. We'll be good. We might have made that decision, but it would have been a conscious decision. It would have been our decision to make. Had we known. That's correct. Once we didn't know, there was no decision for us to make. Right. So, anyway, coaches and athletic directors, we urge you. To help us help you, as Mo loves to say. Jerry Maguire. Help me help, help you. you. In in a uh, in the spirit of help me help you, the next time we want to do a Festivus segment for airing of our grievances, let me know and I'll get a graphic to get it. I don't I don't I don't need a segment. I I, I don't need any formality. Festivus any, for the rest of us. Any, anybody that knows me knows I'm all about airing grievances. So I'm just playing with you. Yeah, you're fine. Oh, I got boy. something to say, and you people are going to hear about it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, goodness. It is my favorite. Um, so that was how our Monday night went. Yeah, well, there's that. There, yeah. Super excited. Got a big show for you today. We've got Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald coming up with us. It's Top 5 Tuesday, and I expect, by the way, um, you know, you said you want to talk about the the, the designated hitter potentially. Also, you know, today's the last day for Hall of Fame voting, and it appears nobody's getting in. Nobody? Nobody. Nobody's getting the 75%? You've got three at 69, and Schilling's got a 0.3% chance. Wouldn't that be galling if Schilling was the only one to get in? That would be hilarious. <laughs> God. God. That would be, that would be brutal. Who anyway. would who would show up? I, Trump. <laughs> I mean, really, I don't know. Dang, wouldn't that be funny? Those those and, two and and Aubrey Aubrey Huff <laughs> and Aubrey Aubrey Huff would show up. Anyway, Trump and Aubrey Huff would have the run of Cooperstown. <laughs> it would be wild. That sounds like a fun documentary. Oh God. <laughs> Mm, mm, that, that would be wild. Uh, wondering the halls <laughs> by themselves. Wondering the halls with Trump. <sighs> but yeah, so uh, it looks like they're not getting in. So we are going to talk about the DH. We'll talk about a couple of other things in Major League Baseball, potentially. Uh, again, we were talking about Top 5 Tuesday. It is our, our Top 5 living baseball players because anytime someone that we really appreciate and admire passes away that means we had a death in our we, family yeah we typically have a top five in our that sports family that that relates to them 
in some way, shape, or form. And my thing is, with with the passing of Hank Aaron on Friday, I think that removes any doubt as to who the greatest living baseball player is at this mo- at this moment. Knock on wood. But um, we can we can get into that obviously in the final segment. We certainly will. Uh, and we've got Belmont basketball coach Casey Alexander joining us in the second hour. Really excited to talk to him. Anytime They've got we quite can. the OVC win streak going. They certainly no do. thanks to your Gamecocks among others. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I guess thanks to them in part. Um, anytime we get to talk OVC hoops, I'm I'm pretty excited. So we'll get to. We'll get a chance to talk about all of those things. We've got, like I said, plenty of action um, tonight in both hoops and on the mats. Had a lot of action last night, uh, more so than normal on a Monday during district play. Most of which we knew about. <laughs> and uh, we uh, also, oh, AP Top Ten came out. Mm-hmm. yesterday so we'll preview some wrestling we'll talk about the ap top 10 and perhaps some grievances there <laughs> no not us not us we you know we, we don't we don't get angry about anything 1500 people think otherwise chris <laughs> yeah uh anyway so i'll tell you what before we get uh too crazy mm-hmm. let's go ahead and do the rundown um, we're going to hold off on the rundown as oh, yeah. um, uh, a technical corks. I've got 60% loaded, so give me oh, about 40% there. more time. <laughs> Phil, and we don't know what that 40% Phil is. now only 30% time. <laughs> oh, so it's really about 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> well, we can do that. Just your show rundown here on the video. By the way, we're on Facebook Live. If you want to interact with us, be on Facebook Live because you Send can, us a comment. You can comment. We can throw it up on the screen. We can interact with you in real time. It's really cool. Or if you just want to do it the old-fashioned way, text us, 931-381-1017. Or give us a call, 931-381-1017. On the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. On the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. All right, five seconds left before we're ready. (laughs) As Clayton Harris just gleams through the doorway. Well, I think Clayton's got something... That might be kind of vital. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if he picks up the phone. If if you've just given out the the phone line and Clayton's got the phone. He's important. Yeah. He's essential. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're uh, we're ready to go. You ready for the rundown? Let's do it. This is the rundown. This is your Tuesday rundown brought to you by Jim Davis at Grow, Live, Give. Visit them at growlivegive.com or give them a call at 615-682-0022. Securities offered through IFP Securities LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, member FINRASIPC. Investment advice offered through IFP Advisors LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. IFP and Grow, Live, Give are not affiliated. I'm so glad you do that, Reed. In last night's girls' action, Tullahoma defeats Columbia Central in District 8 AAA play. 61-50, that's the third straight loss for the Lady Lions all in league action. Franklin 54, Warren County 50. It was Summit defeating Page 44-34 in 11 AAA play. Columbia, Columbia Academy 62, Franklin 
Franklin Classical, 7. Christ Presbyterian Academy Girls in a Nail Biter, 43-42 over Webb Bell Buckle. Providence Christian, 53. Battleground Academy, 38. And Franklin Road Academy wins 58-19 at Zion Christian. In boys action, Spring Hill did play Mount Pleasant and they won 79 to 51 over the Tigers. CPA an 88 to 73 winner over Webb Bell Buckle in boys action. BGA 43, Providence Christian 41 and Franklin Road Academy 76, Zion 56. In tonight's District 8 AAA play, it's Coffee County at Franklin County, Lincoln County travels to Tullahoma and Lawrence County hosts Shelbyville. Also in 11 AAA, Summit goes to Centennial. Ravenwood travels to Dixon County, and the Spring Hill Raiders and Lady Raiders will host Brentwood. In AA action, District 12, Murfreesboro Central travels to Community. Forest is at Giles County, and Nolensville hosts Marshall County. In 11 AA, it's Fairview at Lewis County. And in 12 single A, Collinwood will head to Loretto, and Perry County hosts Summertown. In 10A action, Mount Pleasant hosts Hampshire, and Santa Fe travels to Richland. The Wildcats coming out of quarantine for a matchup with the undefeated Richland Raiders. In District 8A play, Fayetteville goes to Cascade. Cornersville hosts Huntland, and Eagleville travels to Moore County. In Division 2, District 3, Zion Christian is at Battleground Academy. Franklin Road Academy will host Columbia Academy, and Grace Christian will host Providence Christian. In duels wrestling postseason action, the District 14 slash Region 7 AAA duels tournament will take place at Brentwood High School. Um, Summit will take on Centennial, and the host Bruins will face Independence. Those semifinals are set to start at approximately 6 o'clock with the championship match to follow. And that is your Tuesday Rundown, brought to you by Jim Davis at Grow Live Give. Visit them at growlivegive.com or give them a call at 615-682-0022. Reminder that securities are offered through IFP Securities LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, member FINRASIPC. Investment advice offered through IFP Advisors LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, and a registered investment advisor, IFP and Grow Live Give are not affiliated. That is your Tuesday Rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Boom. When we come back, it is Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald. And he will be talking. I'm sure we'll talk some wrestling. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely talk some hoops and may get his opinion on that AP Top 10. Be interesting. So, plenty to talk about coming up. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. 
They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. As we do our best to bring you the best in high school sports coverage across Southern Middle Tennessee and beyond, if at all possible. Welcome into our friends down in Franklin County, listening in on WZWAX. We appreciate you as well. We are certainly... Excited to be on down there and talking about 8 AAA when we can. Uh, on Tuesdays, though, we typically get a chance to talk to our friends from the Williamson Herald. And I enjoy talking to my friends from the Williamson Herald. Uh, this week we have Charles Pulliam, and he will join us. And he's brought to you by, guess who? The Williamson Herald? The Williamson Herald. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, they are the only locally owned print and digital media company in Williamson County, and they have been the leader in local sports coverage for the last 15 years. Uh, Much in part to Charles Pulliam, Joe Williams. They cover county prep sports from Brentwood to Spring Hill, Fairview to Nolansville, and if you want the best in sports coverage in Williamson County, there's nowhere better. Daily news blasts, uh, they bring the scores right to your mailbox, uh, your your email, and they print on Thursdays. So that'll give you a glimpse to the weekend's games and recognize the prep players of the week with photos from Charles Pulliam. Mm. Kills it. Subscribe to them, 615-790-6465. Sign up on the website, williamsonherald.com. Charles, welcome in. How's it going? It's going, it's going. Uh, ready for another busy week. Starting tonight. Yeah, yeah. Starting last uh, night. Well, Whoa. there was actually some fun stuff last night, too. That's right, yeah. I looked at that uh, the Summit Girls game against Page. That was actually a pretty big district matchup, a makeup game. Um, Summit, 44-34 winners. That was a fun one. I was a little surprised by that. Were you... A little bit. I knew there was a lot riding in that one. You get Delaney No playing against your former team, and you know I, I didn't realize it would be slowed down as much like that. But No no finds a way. She's coming off a 24-point outing and had 17 last night. And, uh, man, the Summit, Summit girls have just been dominating the boards, I think, too. You know, what was interesting about that game was two things. One, Delaney No finishes with 17 points, but she did not have a three-pointer in that game. Um, yeah. And two, I had spoken with John Wild just before the game because I happened to be at Summit for something else that we'll be getting to here in a bit. But, you know, um, Claudette Runk has a um, a broken thumb. She's mm-hmm. out. They are, they are a little shorthanded there. And, 
I think it's reflecting a little bit in their offense or lack thereof. I mean, they scored 44 points last night, but they are, um, they have, they've kind of struggled on the offensive end a little bit, which obviously puts a little bit more pressure on you defensively. Holding Page to 34 is a pretty nice effort on that end, but, um, yeah, the, I, I think John Wild would like to find some more points somewhere. I think so, too. And I think he's looking to, like, a Bergen Ali and Emma Kate Bratton, girls like that to really, really step in. I mean, you're going to get your, you know, 10 to 15 from an Ellie Colson and your, you know, your 15 to 20 from a Delaney No most of the time. But you need you need more out there. And Claudette was actually one of those girls that could really help spread the floor out a little more. So without her for a while, I mean, she's in a cast. Um, and I I think that's the left hand, but regardless, you know, still just is not going to be practicing shooting around or her golf swing for, for quite a while. Or her softball um, swing. There you go. Yeah, she's one of those true all-around athletes, and uh, she's, a, she's a utility player for that team as well. So uh, that's, that is a tough loss, but they do have some players that can step up. Um, and I think it, it starts with, with Bergen and Emma Kay for sure. I think also Sidney Wright gives them a nice alternative down in the paint as well. You know, either if Colson gets in some foul trouble or if they decide to go really big in the paint. Exactly. And that she's, she's just like Ellie. She's got good footwork. She uses her size well. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of her as well. And it, I think that's maybe something they could do then is kind of slow the ball down and go a little bigger and just do a one-two in the paint with those two. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Sydney might have had six or seven last night as well. I think Nicole Rosani gives them a nice little burst off the bench as well. Mm-hmm. She's another one of those, those fun guards that John has. And you'll see Coach, uh, Coach Wild, um, you know, he, uh, he's constantly directing, and he's one of the players that uh, she, he's on a lot on, on Rosani. But uh, that's because I think he sees a lot of potential in her. And, uh when I was at that Brentwood game on uh, Saturday, they upended the fifth-ranked Lady Bruins, and um, Rosani had 13, mm-hmm. and a big 13. A uh, couple three-point plays. Um, they were just extending uh, extending their lead in transition, and Rosani was fearless going to the basket. Against, like, a Sophie Roston and, and other players like that for Brenton, Roston is the all-time leader in blocks boys or girls at that school and uh Rosani's going right at her <laughs> you know those um those back-to-back wins for summit you know last night defeating page 44 34 on saturday defeating brentwood <laughs> by about 20 do you know do you remember <laughs> the exact final score charles uh 56 37 i think was the final we've seen everywhere from 56 to 59 for Summit. Yeah, um, I was just realizing that. Uh, I was looking up uh, here on um, Coach T, and I see 59-37. Um, I, uh, yeah, I was there. It was 56-37. <laughs> okay. Well, we have final confirmation. We, we've seen 56. We've seen 58. We've seen 59. We, we didn't know. We just knew that Summit won, and they won by about 20. But those two yeah. wins are pretty big and from the standpoint that they had just lost consecutive games to Spring Hill last week on um, Wednesday and then again on Friday. So nice, nice bounce back for no the doubt. Spartan women. 
Mm-hmm. And that you talk about those Spring Hill, they got uh, they got ran out of the gym on Wednesday, and then they come back and they make up some fourteen points, but they still come up shy on Friday. Um, yeah, I in a way I hope those two teams can see each other again. That Spring Hill girls team, speaking of ranked teams, that's someone that should be ranked. Uh, seeing what they could do in this district is pretty wild. Again, talking to um, Coach Wild yesterday afternoon just in passing, and he, he seemed to feel like, you know, there's two tiers to 11 AAA this year. There's about five teams that, that on any given night can beat any of the other five, and then that then it drops off pretty precipitously. With that said, Summit going to Centennial tonight in a doubleheader. Um, the Spartan women should continue to get well. Yes, I think so too. And then, like you talked about, some of those those tier levels there. Um, Summit's right near the top of that. I think they go to seven and two uh, in the in the district. That's matched up there with Brentwood. Uh, Page is actually, I think, only a two loss team as well. Um, but those girls uh, have yet to play play Brentwood again, and uh, I think they play Spring Hill twice um, next week. So they have a tough gauntlet, and it's still a game against Summit on uh, in February as well. Ravenwood girls are a feisty group too. They got Reagan Grimes, uh, Lexi Erickson, great one-two punch there. Um, I think they got three losses, but yeah, Centennial is one of those teams that uh, actually kind of curious to to take a look at because they're uh, they have uh, only five players as of late. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, very unique situation there, and I, I still don't know all about it because I haven't had the opportunity to actually see them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're playing with five. Does well, it? I guess I guess that's better than playing with four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's that. So true. Yeah, so true. Okay, um, kind of a short slate in district play tonight for eleven AAA with um. Summit at Centennial, Ravenwood at Dixon County, and Brentwood at Spring Hill. Yeah, um, which makes up for, uh, you know, having a pretty busy night. I know I know one spot where you're probably going to be hanging out. I'm going to Brentwood High anyway because we've got some sweet wrestling happening there. Looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> the, the, the region, well, the District 14 slash Region 7 duels, unfortunately, Metro Nashville is just returning to athletic competition this week. And so, um, obviously, those wrestling programs did not feel like they would be in position to um, to compete at the region duels level. And so, um, they are taking it off. And so, whoever comes out of this District 14 um, tournament will represent Region 7 in the postseason, and and they will go into sectionals for the first time in some time against the Region Eight champions and runner-up. We are visiting with Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald. He is presented by the Williamson Herald, and Charles, um, we're on the <laughs> we're on the parks. Motor sales hotline Listen, with we got Charles too Pulliam many, of the Williamson Herald. We got too many sponsors, well, we, Charles. No, never, no, never. No, don't don't say that. I'm just kidding. But um, Charles, um, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Um, what 
you've probably seen more wrestling than I have, and I'm a little ashamed to say that, but what are your thoughts going into tonight? Oh, um, well, you know, we have, uh, we got Summit, we got Indy, we got Centennial and Brentwood, and I think it's Brentwood, Indy, and Summit Centennial mm-hmm. matching up here at the early first round of that district uh, duels, and, um, you know, we got, uh, I've seen, all four of those teams, not in dual action, but in tournament action. I was at uh, Summit's clincher last week against Page, and they're the uh, they're the standouts of the four for sure. Um, Coach Pete Miller's just got such a great young group there, where he's got a gauntlet of young freshmen that just makes a difference. Jarvis Little, uh, one twenty, um, man, he's twenty six and two, I think, on the year. He's got. Uh, there's another freshman, Landon sell. He's a two-loss two kid on the year. Um, Grayson Miller's only lost five, I think. I mean, this is those are some stacked uh, – it's a stacked lineup for Summit, and I think that's going to make a big difference. And they're the clear-cut favorite out of that. Brentwood found a way to beat Centennial, uh, I think it was last week, to uh, grab the, the top spot in that, that uh, southern region. Uh, excuse me. Let's see, they break it up. District 14. The, yeah. North and South. There's, there's the North and South. So they're the Northern one. Mm-hmm. Northern one. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. South of me. I live in Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, Brentwood is the number one seed out of the District 14 North contingent, and they're mm-hmm. going to face mm-hmm. Independence. Summit is the number one out of the South. They're going to face, uh, face Centennial. And neither of these semifinal opponents have seen have wrestled against each other head to head this year so so this will be the yeah. first time Brentwood and Indy match up it'll be the first time Summit and Centennial match up and uh, given my background I have a tough time just conceding this semifinal to the Spartans um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but they they do have quite the impressive lineup like you said they've got four freshmen that have won 20 plus victories each and they've got the undefeated 285 pound junior ryan smith so um ought to be some interesting exciting action at brentwood high school this evening oh i think so too and you know the the centennial boys have watched have watched them a couple times too and they have uh they have some great talent out there um and anchored, of course, by returning state medalist Alex Abel, the 160 kid that uh, they can go just about anywhere. I've watched them wrestle up and down as well. Um, uh, seen some good things from Elijah Benfield, the 113-pound freshman. Um, it, I think it's going to be it's going to be pretty solid. Uh, who's another one? Theron Campbell stands out a lot for for Centennial as well. He's right there with Alex Abel at that 152-ish range. Um, Patrick Stiblo was actually one of our, uh, um, gateway tire athletes of the week, um, at that, uh, 195 pound range because he's a second year wrestler, but he stepped up big, especially in these duels. Uh, I think he's 21 and nine on the year, but, uh, he won a couple tough tournaments as well. So. Yeah, yeah Stiblo is one of those Philip Pelkey specials there. He kind of recruited mm-hmm. him out of the classroom, almost literally. <laughs> yep. Had not wrestled yeah. before he got to high school. And, you know, like you said, you look up and he's 21 and 9. Yeah, exactly. And he's got the uh, – he won the Fairview Invitational, the one that was to make up for uh, the uh, Father Ryan Classic there. So, I mean, that was against some tough teams. That, that, that field – that, that field was no slouch to come out of there as a champion. You've um, 
you've accomplished something. So kudos to him for that and um, be looking to see what he can do here over the postseason. Again, we're visiting with Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. He is brought to you by the Williamson Herald. Um, getting back to hoops for a second, Charles, besides 11 AAA, what games are kind of on your radar tonight and um, later on this week? Well, um, it's kind of hard to, to dip out of 11 AAA sometimes, but I'm always keeping keep my eyes on the uh, Brentwood Academy boys and girls, actually. Uh, those are two two tough teams to always kind of follow, and uh, they're looking at the actual setup now and trying to remember who played who. <laughs> um, I'm following them quite a bit because those unbeaten BA boys are uh, are one of a kind. I've watched watched them a couple times. Trent McNair, guys like that, leading the way, and they are just they're just a tough team. Um, coming off a uh, let's see, they played I think. I got the girls right here, darn. Uh, so the Brentwood Academy girls trying to bounce back from a couple tough losses. They fell to Stone Memorial and then lost on a buzzer beater to Father Ryan. Um, and Ryan's actually beaten Brentwood Academy, I think, two years in a row now after not beating BA on the girls' side for a good dozen years. But um, Brentwood Academy, 12-6, and six, trying to bounce, bounce back. They uh, go to Harpeth Hall. That's one that I was watching there for sure to see how the BA girls bounce back. Um, and that'll be on, t- uh, tonight actually. So, huh. See, there's just, there's too much to cover. <laughs> <laughs> no risk for the weary, huh? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's constant. Um, I know there's, I think there's that plan Franklin page matchup at some point this week too. And it, with, with the way scheduling changes and stuff, it's, it's been a challenge to, <laughs> to constantly uh you make make the adjustments tuesday morning is kind of the thing <laughs> we understand no doubt but uh b uh ba and mba face off on friday and that's a big one so that was one of my where's that my at? division two matchup uh that'll be at mba man that place is a palace mm-hmm. exactly and that's a that's rivalry beyond rivalry there <laughs> Should be fun despite uh, the attendance, unfortunately. Limitations. Limitations, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is what it is. So true. So true. And, you know, everyone that I've, uh, I've been able to chat with, you talk to a lot of these kids, too. It's always about, hey, you know, fans or not, we'll, we'll make a, we make a, like, what was it, the, the Franklin-Brentwood boys game. Matt Thurman for the Franklin boys after they won 46-44. He's like, yeah, we make it electric no matter what. <laughs> you just do that, <laughs> fans or not. Well, and, and I'm sure it makes for great viewing on NFHS or on Facebook Live or wherever you can find these games. Um, because, as Thurman said, whenever you put Franklin and Brentwood together, it doesn't matter if if it's a packed <laughs> gym or if it's an empty gym. You're you're going to get a heck of a ball game. It's going to be a lot exactly, of- and we see a lot of that throughout the county. No doubt. Charles, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Uh, Charles Pulliam on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline brought to you each week by the Williamson Herald. And they print on Thursdays. They're the only print and digital news outlet in Williamson County. They have been for the last 15 years. And Charles gives you the best in video online. He gives you the best pictures in print. Can't beat it, man. And if you see him out, take a stalker picture of him and Post it to Twitter. It's a lot of fun. There you go. Men at work. <laughs> Charles, thanks, uh, man. I like we appreciate it. it.
Thank you so much. Tell uh, tell Coach Alexander I said, hey. <laughs> we'll do it. I'll see you here in a few hours, man. Yep. See you at Brentwood, Mel. Thanks, All right, guys. then. All right. That's Charles Pulliam once again of the Williamson Herald talking Williamson County sports as he does each and every Tuesday. Well, he does it every other Tuesday. We talk Williamson Herald sports every Tuesday. We get Joe With somebody. Next week. We get Joe next week. Yeah. Be excited. But uh, when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, we're going to talk about some wrestling. We're going to talk about the Associated Press top 10 polls as uh, they came out yesterday. Some interesting things of note in there. We will give you that information and update when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint 12 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour as we are here with you until 11 each and every weekday welcome into our friends in franklin county wzyx on the eagle Appreciate you guys listening in as we are getting ready to talk more high school hoops and wrestling and all kinds of great stuff. As you heard in the last segment with Charles Pulliam, Mo will be at the, uh, did you say district or region? I get confused. Yes. Both. <laughs> <laughs> it's the district 14, 14 duels tournament. Region 7. Which matches with district 13 out of Nashville. Unfortunately, Nashville has not wrestled. So it's okay. So the winner will just move on mm-hmm. past region. Mm-hmm. That's confusing, but understandable. Oh, we're in a confusing time. It's unfortunate. Is it, what it it's is. very unfortunate. I mean, we're in a pandemic. Right. And so a lot of people have to make a, a lot of decisions. And, you know, you hate it when kids don't have the opportunity to compete, but. You know, somebody feels like this is the best decision under the circumstances. And so, you know, you kind of have to respect that. You don't have to dis- to agree with it, but you have to respect it. Here's what's wild is we have talked, we talked all fall 
about there's no way that wrestling can make it. <laughs> and we've not had, in our coverage area, we've not had a single big issue. Now, we did have a couple of we shutdowns. Had, we've had a couple of shutdowns, but we've not had anything – you know, running rampant. We've not had anything that said, you know, we can't complete the season or right. anything like that. And knock on wood. Right. So, you know, and it's like I was talking to Brian Youngsma up at Independence yesterday, and that's what he said, you know, hopefully we can get through this next two or three weeks. I mean, so. it's, it's just wild that wrestling has been and, able to get to this and, point. And that is the one sport that you would look at and say, in the midst of a pandemic. Maybe this one isn't a great idea. <laughs> and yet. And and yet, here we are, you know, heading into the postseason. So, great job by everybody involved doing what needs to be done. I, I and, think- and, and also, great job by the TSSAA. It's, even as you took your shots at them over the weekend and – not not undeserved, but, you know, they stuck to their guns. They said, we're going to leave this in the hands of the local school systems. We're going to let them govern themselves as far as that goes. The ones that can compete, we're going to let them – we're going to give them an avenue to compete. And and they've done that, and to this point, they've been able to do so. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, I'm not some TWSWA hater. <laughs> I just – I give them credit when when credit's due, and I and I've given them credit on this show, mm-hmm. and they deserve credit and for a lot of things, especially in this particular climate, you know. But when they do things that don't make sense, we're going to call them out on that too, you know. That's and that's what we're here for. That's what media is supposed to do. Well, let's call objectivity exactly. I, I mean, I'm not a mouthpiece for anybody, so other than myself. There we go, Chris Yao. He's mouthpiece. nobody's mouthpiece. <laughs> There's your campaign slogan right there. Oh, God, that's good. Yeah. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> hey, uh, did you notice if you're watching on Facebook Live, which we are on Facebook Live, and you're welcome to join in, watch it, comment. We'll throw your comment up on the screen. We'll interact with you. But if, if you haven't watched us, if you haven't turned it on this morning, we have we did a little – decorating (laughs) uh, we need some help because we're in a weird situation where pretty much everything up there belongs to me and we've got got five williamson county school helmets we've got two arena football two league helmets alabama auburn jacksonville state uh at least we got some at least we got some tennessee and alabama flavor in there with a uh, Peyton Manning jersey and Coach Bryant, but uh, I'm gonna need you to elaborate on those two arena football helmets there. Uh, the the one that you see next to the Fairview helmet, the mini helmet, is actually the Albany Conquest, former home of uh, Ron Seleski, who he was the head coach there in 2002 and was named AF2 Coach of the Year as he coached the Conquest to the semifinals, and he later became the head coach of the Birmingham Steel Dogs, which you see. On the third shelf, the there. Birmingham Steel Dogs, quarterbacked by former Tennessee At State standout Kent Evans, now quarterbacks coach slash OC. 
Is he OC? I think he's at Pine Bluff. Or I think is he's just, just QB's coach. I think he's just the QB coach. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, the, in in 2004, he was in fact the Steel Dogs quarterback until he tore his ACL pretty early in that year too, which was very unfortunate because we were very excited to have him. He had a he had a big big year at Macon in mm-hmm. Macon, Georgia, mm-hmm. the year before. I remember that. Um, like I said, he played at TSU when I was covering TSU. Great guy, big arm. Dude was fantastic. Yeah, uh, could have probably played with the torn ACL. Because he was just that tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yep, yeah, there's Johnny Sanders liking our post because we're talking about the Steel Dogs. and he, <laughs> There we go. Buddy of mine. But, yeah, so uh, pretty cool to get some some sports flavor in here as you see JP moving around the old uh, the old camera here. JP showing There off. it is, Johnny Sanders loving the Steel Dogs helmet. Thanks for listening, Johnny. Appreciate you. So let's, uh, you know, hour two coming up, we will talk more college national stuff. So stick around for that. Right now, we want to get into the uh, Tennessee basketball AP top 10. And interesting enough, we just talked about Brentwood and Spring Hill, and they, they play tonight. And. I'll be really interested to see how that Brentwood Spring Hill girls game turns out because the last time they played Spring Hill got a, a, a bit of a surprising win because it was mm-hmm. early in the season. We didn't really know what to expect from it was Spring back Hill. before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, we weren't really sure what to expect now. However, the lady Raiders sit at seven and zero in district play have swept crosstown rival summit have beaten Brentwood, yet Brentwood remains ranked in the top 10 after losing to Summit. <laughs> which lost twice to Spring Hill. Which lost twice to Spring Hill. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, Mo. Make it make sense. Make it make sense, AP voters. Can't do it. Um, you know, again, Brentwood was ranked fifth last week, lost to Summit, which lost twice to Spring Hill, and fell two spots to seven. Uh, I. The AP polls are a mystery to me. Coffee County did move up two spots As from they six should. to four after beating Columbia Central. But um, let's see, what else of note in the Class 1A poll? Summit, I'm sorry, Summertown hangs in at number two. Loretta slips a spot from three to four after losing to Summertown last week. Um, those are pretty much the... Is it Local Gibson teams. County still number one? Is that what it is? Uh, it is Gibson County still number one at twenty one and one. They got that. They got that floor. That floor is bad. It is a nice floor. They got a nice <laughs> little tradition over there as well. So, um, yeah, um, Gibson County, Summertown, McKenzie, Loretto, and Clark Range are your top five in girls gotcha. class one A. Over on the boys side, um, Franklin is number four. They're up a spot from last week. Brentwood, which plays at Spring Hill tonight, is ranked ninth um, in Class A. Richland, 13-0 Richland, is number three in the state, up a spot from number four last week. Loretto, after losing to Summertown, falls from three to five. Summertown, after beating Loretto, goes from eight to six. (laughs) So Loretto is still ranked ahead of Summertown after getting – after Pretty falling well by, yeah, fifty eight forty seven. I mean, 
Yeah. Ten point win at home. Yeah, uh, I get uh, it. Uh, make it make sense. You can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, you know it is what it is. That, Richland polls don't matter. Santa Fe plays at Richland tonight. Santa Fe plays at Richland tonight. Be interested to see how that one turns out because Santa Fe's coming off of COVID and no practices. Mm. And the last time they played Richland, the Raiders pretty well handled them. So. Be curious to see how it goes down in Linville tonight. I will be there after my visit to Soda Pop Junction. You know I'm going to Soda Pop Junction. This is not a question. Anyway. All right. So it is the end of the first hour. We will come back and talk to Belmont Bruins head men's basketball coach Casey Alexander. We'll give you top five Tuesday and talk a little Major League Baseball and a short update on the Vols coaching search. That's the best way to put it. As, as short as we can possibly make it. So, yeah. Interesting stuff coming out last night. But uh, we'll be back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, right after this. Stay tuned. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho quick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. As we are working to get Coach Casey Alexander on the line, we do want to mention another guest that we will be having later this week. Speaking of guests. He, he won't be on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, though. He, he will, will be, not be on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. He will hotline. be in the unnamed studio, for those of you looking Unnamed for. and available. Available for to For naming name. rights, yeah. <laughs> uh, it will not be. Who was it that said we got too many sponsors no, in the no. last hour? Yeah. No, no. Just too many to uh, get out without having to sound jumbled. Let's put it that way. But in this studio... We will have live and in person Shaq Mason. Former Columbia Central standout. Multiple Super Bowl appearances. What's he got? Two rings? I think so. Two rings. Um 
So we'll he can talk us, to him a little bit about the Super Bowl, among other things. He can give us things. some insight about at least one of the quarterbacks in the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, without question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he played with him. So, yeah, look, yeah, looking forward to getting Shaq on the air in the studio to talk about NFL Central. Life. Whatever else he'd care to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but joining us now on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, we do have Belmont Bruins men's basketball coach, Casey Alexander. Coach, welcome in. Gentlemen, thank you. I appreciate it. Gentlemen. He must Where? not know us very well. He does not. Yeah. Um, he must be thinking Charles Pulliam is on this show still. Charles, said for us to tell you, hey, Casey. Well, I appreciate it. He's a good <laughs> yeah. man. Hey, um, congratulations. Um Great start here. Um, as you look through this schedule, you don't see a whole lot of red L's. <laughs> you see a whole lot of green W's. Uh, and this this last three in particular, 98-91 over Jacksonville State back on the 16th, 79-66 over um, Eastern Illinois, and 114-62 to against um, SIUE this past weekend. Casey, what do you like about your team right now? Well, uh, we're winning. I like that <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't know how many it is, 12 or 13 in a row, I think. But uh, we're playing well, you know, and, and I think we're doing it on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, we've, we've scored the ball really well here lately, uh, which is a little bit of a trademark for Belmont basketball. But I think we've got some tough kids and, and we're, you know, we're showing up and playing pretty well on both ends, as I mentioned. Sixteen and one overall, thirteen straight. Um, heading into Wednesday's Ohio Valley Conference matchup at at um, Austin P. That game will be televised on ESPNU eight o'clock tip. Um, one of the main reasons we wanted to get you on Casey not just because of the success that you guys are having but you're doing it with at least one local product former independence guard Grayson Murphy has been um really a key to y'all success as, as you said on both ends of the floor yeah absolutely he has and he's been a key to Belmont success for three years running now and um you know I knew it when I recruited him at Lipscomb I was at Lipscomb at the time uh that that he was the kind of guy that I'd love to coach, and he's proved me right every single day. I mean, the guy um, the guy shows up and does his job. He's as tough as they come. Um, he's a complete winner um, and just a real joy to coach. I mean, if you could uh, – he's one of those guys in coaching where, you know, where you say, man, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever have another one like him. Uh, you know, he's that kind of guy. One of the top rebounding guards in the country, I mean – you just rarely see a guard go to the glass the way he does. Yeah, he carved that niche for himself. Gosh, last year, really. I mean, he was that way last year, and he picked up where he left off this year. He's, you know, I think he found that he could just, you know, because he's a point guard, so he's rarely having to box his man out. You know, the offensive point guard's typically getting back in transition. So, you know, he just flies in there and gets it um, recklessly a lot. Um, <laughs> no fear at all. And, um, you know, but it's one thing, it's one thing to have a nose for it and to go get it, but it's another thing to, um, you know, to come down with it in a crowd, uh, of what generally are uh, big post players. So 
credit to him and absolutely nobody else. He does it all on his own. <laughs> yeah, as a coach, do you like that, or would you rather him be getting back? I mean, what's what? No, nah, well, we're on defense. He's, most of those are defensive rebounds, uh, you know, and so we're we're on defense at the time. There's nothing for him to get back to. So yeah, it's great that he that he has realized that he can he can be that kind of asset for us on the defensive rebound. But we also let him rebound on the offensive end. I don't know what his average is, but. Uh, feel safe. He gets more, at least one a game, probably more like one and a half offensive rebounds a game uh, on offense. And so that's very atypical. Uh, but we let him do it. We just, you know, everybody on our team knows that Grayson has the freedom to rebound. So if you're a two guard for us, that means you've got to sprint back and transition. Maybe even a couple of guys have to sprint back and transition. And he only goes when it makes sense, but, uh, but it's too good of a weapon for us not to utilize. And I guess you don't have to worry about the outlet pass when he's going and getting the ball and starting the break. Yeah, no, he just takes it and turns and goes. Uh, that's for sure. And, and that's that's probably your strength in, in, on the offensive end is uh, is just pushing it with a full head of steam. And he's got great vision and, and um, you know, high, he's been a high assist guy for us uh, his entire career as well. And a lot of those come in transition, seeing the floor. That is wild. Coach, he, he has 20 offensive rebounds on the year, which is about 1.3 a game, but that's the most on your team. <laughs> yeah, I'm not That's uh, wild. Doesn't say a lot for the other guys. Doesn't say a lot for the other guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but it is true. Uh, and we're, we're not a heavy um, – even even more surprising. I mean, we just – you know, we're a motion team that really spreads the floor on offense. So we're not in good rebounding position right. on that end of the floor. So we're just not going to get many uh, as a team. Um, yeah, but I'm, it's not surprising to me. I didn't know that, but it's not surprising to me that he leads us in that category. Well, I mean, if you're not, if you're not missing, if you're not missing a lot of shots and there aren't a lot of offensive rebounds and y'all are not missing a lot of shots. Yeah. Coaches, coaches, you know, more than, more than maybe individual stats like that, you know, all coaches really care about are your percentage of misses that you're getting or your, that you're giving up, you know, because that's. That's the only real way to evaluate offensive rebounds. We're not gonna, we're not gonna get a, a lot of totals in that category, you know. But what we need to get is a decent percentage of our misses uh, and hold our opponents to the same. Speaking with second-year Belmont men's basketball coach Casey Alexander here on the Parks Motor uh, Motor Sales Hotline. Um, Casey, not a lot of coaches get to walk into a situation like you walked into, and and this is something that I would have loved to have asked you last year but never really had the form. But just as you look back at stepping into that program, what's what are the thoughts? What have the thoughts been over the past two seasons now? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, some comfort in knowing exactly what I was stepping into. You know, I mean, just I was there for 20 years as a player and coach. And so, you know, it wasn't like I was entering into any sort of unknown. You know, I think the unknown was, you know, what is anybody going to be able to do with this program when Rip Bird's not the head coach? Um, that was that was fair for anybody to scratch their head and maybe question that a little bit. But, um, but I really had zero reservation about that. I mean, I'm fully aware of how good of a coach he was and never tried to be Rick Bird in any way, shape or form. Um, you know, but I, I think that I think not having to look over my shoulder and wonder, you know, what would he have done or how did they do it before our staff got here? You know, those kinds of things just kind of helped me walk right in, be myself, coach the way that I coach, most of which was, you know, very, very, very similar to how it was already being done. And, 
you know, and the results have been good so far. You know, we've got a long way to go, but the results have been good so far. Stepping away from a Lipscomb program that you had just elevated to national prominence, taken to the NIT Final Four. Um, championship so, game, Mo. Don't, don't short us, man. We were in a championship game. Uh, it, they start <laughs> to run together after a while, Casey, unfortunately. Yes, thank you for correcting me on that championship game with that yeah. loss to Texas. Um stepping away from a Lipscomb program that you had elevated to heights that it had never seen to go back to your alma mater. I mean, that's I one, I would think it had to be a win-win decision for you, but at the same time, how tough was it? Yeah, it was miserable, completely miserable. Um, you know, but, but a real blessing at the same time. I, I, I said it several times uh, during those early days. I mean, to be really, really, gut-wrenching sad about where I'm leaving because I love it, uh, and that was the case with Lipscomb, yet also full of anticipation and excitement um, about where I'm going because I love it, uh, and that being Belmont was, I mean, there are not many coaches that get to um, get to experience that, so it was, as tough as it was, it was still, you know, it was, I still fully recognize what a blessing it was. Coach, you know, looking at OVC play, it's it's been over the last couple of years, uh, obviously Belmont, Murray State, my Jacksonville State Gamecocks were in there for a couple of years uh, before you got there. Thanks for uh, coming and ruining our momentum. Appreciate it. I'll say this before you go any farther. Jacksonville State is as good as anybody in our league. Now, I don't know what and the records don't indicate that, but they're clearly as good as anybody else. In the Six and three right in the now. league, and and and, yeah. and and getting better. But you know, when you think about this OVC conference with obviously Murray State and and the success they've had over the years, the state of OVC basketball is not. It's not looked upon in a. It's not the MVC, obviously, but it's a pretty good conference, and people respect it. Yeah, I think it's a really good conference, uh, and this year bears that out. It would have been, you know, really interesting to see, and we'll never know, you know, you know, what it would have looked like without COVID, because, you know, I think there's six or seven teams in the league this year that just talent, you know, wise and experience and so forth, you know, legitimately could have been talking about regular season championships and definitely conference championships. Uh, you know, but we've all kind of had different battles. It's kept some teams from really developing any continuity and that sort of thing. But um, it's a talented, talented league, um, you know, with a lot of good teams and a lot of good coaches. And even the, even the bottom of the league is better than it's been in recent years. So, you know, it's been it's been pretty top-heavy with, uh, you know, with Belmont Murray and then some, you know, and then maybe two or three others that have been really good. Austin Peay, Jacksonville State, you mentioned. Uh, and then it's kind of fallen off. But I think, I think one through, you know, seven or eight are extremely good teams this year and eight through 12 are better than they've been speaking on the parks motor sales hotline with belmont men's basketball coach casey alexander casey as you talk about the ohio valley conference and jacksonville state what is the reaction amongst um league coaches to the recent word that jacksonville jacksonville state and eku may be departing or are departing or have departed for the Atlantic <laughs> Sun. Yeah, and uh, very little conversation, to be honest. I mean, I think it was, you know, when that news first hit, it was a little bit of a head-scratcher uh, for, 
you know, what's going on. And I was just having a conversation yesterday. The, the, the football piece is the piece of all that, that I can't really figure out why they would be leaving the OBC to go to the A-Sun, who currently doesn't even have sponsored football, really. Uh, but, um, you know, those are those are two good programs that have been Division One for a long time and, you know, and, you know, are very well resourced. And so they'll make that league better, I think. And, uh, you know, I also have confidence in Beth DeBush, our commissioner, and, and the powers that be in the OVC that um, that will will settle in on some good replacements probably, and and our league will continue to get better as well. I'm really just baffled, but I guess travel has something to do with it. I I really don't know. It's it's wild. Well, it doesn't have anything to do with it from Eastern Kentucky standpoint. I mean, they're right. They are not in the footprint, uh, and and either I mean Jacksonville State kind of clearly in the OVC has the has the largest travel burden. Uh, I mean, they've got some pretty long hauls, but they're not going to have very many short ones in the in well, the when you got either. It. When you're talking about Fort Myers and right. Westburg, Virginia, and you know, and so in uh, Central Arkansas, right? So right, wild. yeah, yeah. And let's let's be fair that I mean, none of that's none of that's been locked in stone yet. But it, all indications are that the news is coming soon. And was even leaked out a little bit yesterday. I was about I to say, I'm yeah. pretty sure Eastern Kentucky accidentally let folks know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Oops. <laughs> it is what it is. But, Coach, man, you guys are having a fantastic year. We we have been I, – I really enjoyed watching that Murray State game. It was, it was a tight ball game early, and then you guys came out in the second half. I don't know what you said to the guys at halftime, but uh, you guys look really good coming out of halftime and uh, got a big win over Murray State on television so appreciate what you are doing hey we got one question that we got to ask casey alexander before we let him (laughs) off of here because former brentwood academy quarterback casey alexander who you got in the super bowl going there somewhere you knew it you were going there yeah who you who you got on um february 7th oh you know i haven't put a whole lot of thought into that one Uh, i will be cheering for the chiefs i can assure you that but uh and if I had to lay my good hard-earned money down, that's probably where I'd go. I'm with you, but it's hard to it's hard to bet against the goat. <laughs> He's got some experience there, doesn't he? Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit. He's got some experience on both sides of it, though. So there's that. <laughs> it's kind of like Mo. It's kind of like Mo with all that experience. You know, the guy's been there and done it all for a long time. Thank you. Know? you. Thank you, Coach, because now now he can lay off of me for giving him the old jokes. He's been covering sports longer than I've been alive. I covered Casey yeah. in high school. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> one of among many greats that I was able to brush up against in their formative years. So and they went <laughs> on to greatness. Run. They went on to greatness and I stuck with you. Well, yeah, you ended up here. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how that happened. Yeah. No, Coach, man, we really appreciate it. And you guys uh, keep doing what you're doing. And next time you see JSU, um, nine, 190 points, 189 points, that was fun. Let's do that again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, thanks, Casey. Casey Alexander on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline joining us. And we appreciate him at Belmont doing big things. And 17 and 1, 13 straight. 13 straight. That's seven. pretty big. They have won 22 straight Ohio Valley Conference games. Which is a – that's impressive. That's a bunch. Especially considering what he just said and how, how good the, the league has been over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So uh, ESPNU, Thursday night. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock you can see 
Austin the Bruins Peay and the Govs. Over at, uh, what do they call it? It's the um, Dunn Center. The, I think they have a nickname for it now. I don't know what oh, it's really? called. Yeah, it's something goofy. It, it's not the stash, is it? I have no idea, but that would be a good one. <laughs> I uh, like it. Uh, it's it's a really nice uh, arena up there at the, the Dunn Center. So, anyway, Thursday night. Man, they've had some great players come through there, too. Uh, Fly Williams, let's go pee. The fly's, the flies open. open. Let's go pee. Bubba Wells. Terry Taylor's pretty good right now. <laughs> They, they are really good, but they weren't good enough to beat Jacksonville State last week. <laughs> Boom! When we come back, we're going to talk about the designated hitter. We'll tell you a little. There, there's some brief news, not news, but rumors flying uh, in the UT coaching search. We'll give you a short synopsis of those and more when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant with you on the controls. We are live on Facebook. We are live on WKOM here in Columbia, the flagship. And down on WZYX in Franklin County. Glad to have you with us. For those of you in Franklin County who do not hear us the rest of the week, you can either find our podcast, SM-TN Sports, today on wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live on Facebook or you can listen to us on WKOMRadio.com. You can also get the podcast on the WZYX Radio. You can on their website. Website. Yeah, if, if, you, so. if you're looking for the podcast, the best way to do it is go to WZYXRadio.net. That will help you. Um, as we have talked all week about coaching search of Tennessee, uh, last week, this week, AD search, Danny White, the new a- AD coming in from Central Florida, was named one of the top five uh, athletics directors in the country recently. 
and I feel like that's a that's a big get for Tennessee, and I think he is doing a really good job keeping this coaching search a little more tight-lipped than the last one. As uh, Well, I think that's the thing about a new AD conducting a coaching search because nobody's really been able to get close to him. Right. I mean, and I'm not sure who he has in his in his group. You know who's in his? He may not have a group. That's what I'm saying. Is mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think he's got a circle yet because <laughs> he's new, right? So he doesn't necessarily trust just anybody. And I know Parker Search Firm certainly gave him some options, and he was like, "Eh, I don't really like these, so we're going to go somewhere else." And we're it we're going to throw all these in. Um, Try again. It appears PJ Fleck is out completely, which is to me, I think that's fine. I, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, and I think he would have been good if you could get him, and sh- if you choose to go in another direction, that's that's okay too. Good too, yeah, yeah. It wasn't going to make me excited. It wasn't going to make me sad. Um, Although rowing the boat would have fit on the um, banks mm-hmm. of the Tennessee. So you know, and then of course James Franklin has been linked to potential rumors, and then the way he likes to do things sometimes <laughs> <laughs> apparently he has followed some Tennessee football players on Twitter recently which is interesting enough mm-hmm. um, but I don't think he's in it either the names that keep coming up are Sonny Dykes and don't Lance like Leopold don't, don't, like, don't like Dykes I'm not fired up about Leopold, but I understand the connection between he and White since White hired him at Buffalo. But don't like that. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How excited was Tennessee's fan base when they hired up-and-coming Cincinnati coach Butch Jones? Weren't. And I, I wasn't anyway. I, I think the excitement came from the fact that some of those recruits, um, Vic Wharton third in particular, was terribly excited because I think Butch had recruited him when he was at Cincinnati. So I, I think, I think there was some excitement, but still, it's a guy coming from Cincinnati. The excitement level for Jeremy Pruitt. I think they were excited to get anybody at that point just because of how much of a train wreck the search had been to that point. I think it was just more relief that they finally got somebody than excitement. What do you think? I mean, you were you were around. I was pretty excited about Jeremy Pruitt. Well, you were excited because you're from Alabama. He's from Alabama. It was a recognizable name. I think that's where the excitement came from. Well, not just not from. for me. I mean, I – you're talking about a two-time national champion at two different programs. Yeah. You know, high-level defensive coordinator. I, I thought it was a really good hire. So the point that you're making is? If I'm disappointed this time, it may be a welcome change. <laughs> Maybe we go in a different direction. Stop trying to win the press conference and win football games. And sometimes you can do both, but you don't have to. I think people thought that Pruitt was that type of coach. Stop worrying about the press conference and win football games. 
what we talked about earlier, you can you can be an unlikable person or you can not win games, but, but you, you can't can. be both. Right. I don't think anybody saw Pruitt being as unlikable as he turned out to be by the time things ended. I think he was just frustrated. You know, I think he was frustrated with his his himself, his team, his his everything that had to go with it, and knew that it was hard to that that it was it was a little more difficult than he'd expected because I mean, at the end of last season, he was pretty likable guy, joking with the press, being funny. Uh, you know, the the little student newspaper kid that he you know helped be you know really nice to him and. That sort of thing. I think it was, it was just frustration on his part. But you can't be frustrated and let it show in in the media when people already are mad at you. I think the craziest thing, though, is the the um, tweet that you came up with a couple of weeks ago from Aaron Murray. Yeah, from when he was hired. Yep, and questioning. His big picture ability. And that that makes a lot of sense. And so I hope that going forward, Danny White and whoever is in his circle, if he has one, that the folks that are in charge of making this decision are paying attention to that big picture ability, not just the on-the-field stuff, but – can right. you can you manage a program the the overarching not just the 110 by 55 you know can you can you manage everything else that goes with being head coach of a southeastern conference football program not team and that's that, that's a big ask uh, it is i mean that's why you got to have somebody who's got the experience and that's why I think somebody that's a head coach has got to do it. You can't go get a coordinator. So I'm interested. It'll be cool. Uh, again, I'm giving him, I'm giving this coach time. I'm giving Danny White time. I'm not going to be excited or disappointed in the press conference, whether he, unless he goes out and hires Bob Stoops or Mark Richt, then I'll be excited. But I'm not going to be disappointed with anybody he gets. Not not in February or January or whenever it may be. Not going to do it. I'm going to give that – I'm giving that coach the benefit of the doubt. I'm giving Danny White the benefit of the doubt because he hasn't been wrong yet. So – He hasn't been wrong yet, but he hasn't uh, done it at this level yet. I, but but you, you, are, you are absolutely right. He hasn't been wrong yet. You say he hasn't done it at this level. I mean, UCF won a Peach Bowl – UCF beat Auburn, a team that Tennessee did not beat this year. Okay. I'm just saying (laughs) that's pretty high level. You win the Peach Bowl, you win the New Year's Six Bowl, that's pretty high level. That's a game. I understand. But you're talking about a guy who hired Scott Frost and took a program that was – Would you want Scott Frost at the University of Tennessee? I would take Scott Frost at the University of Tennessee. But again, that's because I don't think that Tennessee is Nebraska. Well, I don't think Tennessee is Nebraska either, but 
if Scott Frost came to Tennessee, I would be the only person excited about it. But <laughs> I think you're right. But in four years, I'd be right. I think you're onto something about <laughs> that. You know, is is it Nebraska or Scott Frost? It's, it's Nebraska. It's, it's Nebraska. I, I think we're clearly seeing it's Nebraska. Now, is he thirteen and zero every year? No. Maybe not, but he's somewhere in between, right? I don't think. To, I don't. <laughs> I'd hope Tennessee fans aren't looking for thirteen and zero every year. And he wasn't going to go thirteen and zero every year at UCF. You, you, you can keep hoping, Mo, but that's what that's what fans short <laughs> hey. for fanatics. I mean, that's what they th- that's what they expect. They Here's expect what, Alabama th- exactly. every year. It, and I'm not saying that we couldn't be. I, I would take Auburn, <laughs> but I would love to have Alabama. I'm just saying. Just don't just don't give me Ole Miss. That's my problem. That's my. Problem. I don't know. Don't give me a false sense of self worth anymore. Would you take Kentucky right now? Right now? No. Right now, if right you're now? a UT fan, would you, you wouldn't take Kentucky. Would you take Vanderbilt be right last now? Year. Heck no. <laughs> We just beat your eyeballs in. Mississippi <laughs> State? Mississippi State? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean. Arkansas? Absolutely. With Pittman? Oh, <laughs> Can it yeah. Get... Yeah, I think you'd take Sam Pittman in a mm-hmm. heartbeat, actually. Anyway, that's. Uh, I think Scott Frost would be great. But I'm giving him time. So I'm saying I'm not going to be disappointed. That's the bottom line. Now, let's talk Major League Baseball. Let's do. Because apparently. You and I had a conversation you, on the way to Legends. No, I don't know where we were going. I think we were on the way to Legends. We were we were probably going somewhere to eat. <laughs> and I said, I don't think, if, if there's not an announcement, I don't think there's a DH. Mm-hmm. You said if there's not an announcement, there is a DH. Yeah. And I still don't know the answer. <laughs> But it it seems that MLB and the Players Association have talked, and and it seems that MLB wants an expanded playoffs in exchange for the universal DH, and it seems the Players Association is not in favor of an expanded playoffs. So as that a seems result, odd. They don't want a longer season. I understand. Just saying, and so. Because of that, it seems that we will revert to the National League rules that were in place prior to the 2020 season, which means pitchers hit. Now, personally, Marcel Ozuna aside, I'm in favor of this. And one of the reasons really was crystallized for me in a conversation that we had during lunch yesterday with two-time NAIA All-American Pernell Knox, who was a hitter at Freed Hardeman, where he's in their Hall of Fame. And, you know, in the National League, pitchers have to hit. So if you want to throw high and tight, if you want to go head hunting, who's that clown with the Marlins? Urania. Yeah, Jose Urania. You want you want to hit you want to hit Ronald Acuna in the hand, or whatever. You got to go up and stand in the box. That doesn't happen with the DH, right? So there's a little bit of accountability there, and I think I think I like that. I, I like I know I like 
the strategical piece that comes with pitchers hitting where managers have to decide, you know, do we take him down? Do we pinch hit for him? Do we let him go another inning? Do we remove him in the middle of an inning with his spot coming up in the next inning and we got to pull another pitcher? You know, the strategical piece that goes with the pitcher hitting that doesn't exist with the DH. I like that. I don't know that I necessarily like the pitcher hitting in and of itself, that individual act, but I like everything that comes out of the pitcher hitting, and I think it makes it a better game. I agree with you, but Mm -hmm. I had a conversation last night with a guy, and this question was posed, and I, I completely agree with this particular argument. The designated hitter not being universal is unfair to the National League in the World Series. Because, sure, it's even when you're in the National League because pitchers are hitting. But your DH in the NL is never as good as the DH in the AL. Ever. Because they literally sign people just to do that. You're throwing a bench bat into the lineup when you're in the National League. But you're throwing a pitcher into the lineup. It doesn't matter. When it's the American League, it's always unfair because the American League will always have the advantage at least three times in the World Series. Okay, but National League's going to have it at no, least No, they're not. Times. It's going to be the even because your pitchers, are they suck. Your pitchers can't hit. So both pitchers still give you nothing. But the DH, but the DH gives you more. Is Yes. Pitchers can't even bunt these days. Pitchers are trash in the batter's box, and I agree with that. In the World Series, it is a disadvantage to the National League. That's all I'm saying. I agree with that point. <laughs> Life's not always fair. Okay. But how many more World Series do the Braves win if they don't have to put Mike Mordecai as the DH? I don't know that he ever DH'd. So I'm just throwing out a name. But do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if you can find me a game that was lost because someone had a DH and someone didn't, then then maybe I just think that. Well, in the one year, I, I, I don't think that's a great argument. In the one year that the National League had a DH and they had specific people to DH, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers won a World Series for the first time in thirty-five years. So you know what? And, and you're gonna and so because of, it was because of the DH that that that, that happened. I'm um, just saying, Mookie Betts didn't have anything to do with that, huh? I'm just saying <laughs> that over as an as a general statement, it is a disadvantage to the National League in the World Series only. I agree with you. I like the strategery. I like <laughs> I like the way that the National League does things, but I do think it is a disadvantage. That's all I'm saying. So okay. anyway. <laughs> that is that is my soapbox. That is my that is my argument for the Universal DH, even though I would vote to not have the universal DH. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, like I said, o- Ozuna aside, I'm in favor of no DH. Well, I mean, I'd be okay with it for the Braves this year because if they were to get Real Muto, then you have a DH and a defender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway.
All right, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll give you our top five Tuesday. It is our top five best, not favorite, best living baseball players on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back in. It is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. As we are 12 minutes to the top of the 11 o'clock hour, we will be out of here and out of your hair in the next 12 minutes. But uh, until before then, we have plenty to discuss. We can have... I, I have a feeling that there's going to be some some overlap, especially on mine and Mo's part in this next top five segment. I'm curious to Particularly see. Particularly as we get closer to the top. Specifically number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Top five Tuesday brought to you now by Mid-South Five Fitness. The top five by Mid-South Five. Here we go. You know, you got to have some connection there. Mid-South Five has locations in Columbia and in Franklin. If you are looking to get your New Year's resolution off to a the best start possible. Give our friends a call at Mid-South 5 Fitness, 931-215-5633, 931-215-5633. They do a great job. Saw Thala Steele in there at work with some of his clients, and they um, seem quite pleased. And Awesome. I'm sure you will be, too. All right, so JP had to uh, to we had to clarify some things the parameters of the search because I asked the same question. I didn't know um, greatest living ball player, greatest living ball player, not active, living, just living. I don't think I have an active could player be on my active list. could could be active, but doesn't have to be active. Greatest living ball player, um, since obviously. My number one passed away Friday. Yes. So. And that is that, why we That are means there's this, a new. There's a new number one. A new number one. Yeah. And despite, uh, we, we, we do need to say that we, we are in favor of the Atlanta Braves changing their name to the Atlanta Hammers. I am all in on the Atlanta Hammers. Is that a movement out there? 
Oh, it's a movie. If it's is not, it? it should be. A, a lot of fans are, are clamoring for this, and I think it's a great move. Two reasons. One, you have Hammer and Hank Aaron, but the Home Depot air. Well, yeah, Home Depot is right there in Atlanta. I mean, what better? But um, Because, I mean, you already have a Hammer that runs around the field during the mascot race. <laughs> But like you said, though, it would need to be a sledgehammer, not a claw hammer. Sledgehammer? Yep. Where's <laughs> Peter Gabriel when you need him? Yep. But, um, let's do our top five. What are you saying? Let's do. I will go first. All right. Top five brought to you by Mid-South Five Fitness. My number five. Any honorable mentions? I have no honorable I, I'm mentions. Sure I'll be good to get five in <laughs> based on, well, I've been a little preoccupied today. Sorry. Yeah. I will say as the, um. The Hall of Fame comes and goes. Uh, Andrew Jones should be in the Hall of Fame. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not saying he's one of the best five or six, but he should be in the Hall of Fame. Anyway, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, number five. I am. I've got Randy Johnson as an honorable mention. Randy Johnson. Yeah, he's a great one. My number five, if you look at the numbers, and he only played 12 years, but in 12 years he won three Cy Youngs. Sandy Koufax. He retired after going 27-9. and nine. Pretty good. Did you did you come up with a five? I've got two names already, and they may Ooh. be probably towards the the upper. We'll let you catch we'll up. We'll let you catch yeah, up. Yeah, let me catch up. I got two names. When, when I get to a third, when it comes around to number three, I'll pipe in. All, All right, right, here we go. My number four, Sandy Koufax. <laughs> He retired after going 27 and 9. <laughs> All right. My number four is Nolan Ryan. 27 years, 5,714 strikeouts, 324 victories. He's he's pretty great. He's not on my list. Not because of any uh, – anyway. I will have a name on here that, that you will not have. Obviously. Um, number three? Mm-hmm. One of the top five greatest hitters of all time, whether he bet on baseball or not, Pete Rose. That's fair. That's fair. My number three, um, my number three was headed for the Hall of Fame, whether he took steroids or not. And now he's not going to get there. And At least not until not alive. No, nah, yeah, Barry Bonds. I would agree with that. I would agree that Barry Bonds was headed for the Hall of Fame. I, he's not in my top five, but that's one I'm, of. And, and, and it's. I hope he recognizes what he did. I and mean, he got caught up in ego. He saw the Sosa McGuire thing and he decided, hey, I can do that. He could have done that anyway. Yeah. I mean, he never would have hit 74. No, but. But he very well could have played a lot longer. He was going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he was that power speed thing that gets everybody excited in baseball. Or like did Ronnie. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So, Barry Bonds, number three. Um, I can uh, I can pipe in with three. Uh, I like Pete Rose as well. All I right. mean, you can't argue the number of hits. No. You can't argue. There you go. And he was an all-star at what? Four different positions? At, at least he was yeah that guy was yeah. sensational yeah. all right here's the name that's not going to be on your list mo number two my second favorite player growing up the kid 
Ken Griffey Jr.? Ken Griffey Jr. And I think he's in the argument for the greatest of all time. I, I don't disagree. He's not on my list, but... I would have to add him to my list, too. Not not above the next two oh, I've got. But I, I feel pretty good about my list when I give you my next two. Who's your number two, JP? Number two, uh, going with Greg Maddox. Wow. I, I would... The three and O stat that we talked about earlier this week <laughs> is enough. This is a tough one because I could list twenty five. He's he's just the guy from that Braves run. He it, that was the first name that came to mind. He he was the key. Yeah, because you had Smoltz, you had Glavin, but yep. that number three that gave you a one A, a one B, and a one C at the top of your uh, rotation. I mean, and then you when you're rolling Avery, one of the Merker. when you're rolling one of those guys out there as your number three starter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good luck <laughs> yeah, with that. Good luck. <laughs> My number two... If we'd have had a DH, we'd have won four World Series. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> anyway. my, my number two... Um, just let Ricky be Ricky. Hey, Ricky. He, he, he was almost on my list. He was almost on my list. I, I don't know how he's not. 1,406 stolen bases, 297 home runs. Um, he was a game changer. I, I put Reggie on the list over Ricky. Ricky, but you're right. I think Ricky was a better ball player overall. Mm-hmm. Reggie just got the he got the credit when it counted. Yeah, yeah. All right. Number one, number you got one. number one. Yeah, I do. Um, and again, without a whole lot of um, research, preparation. research preparation, I went gut instinct. Johnny Bench. Okay, it's fine. I can't argue with that, especially from the catcher position. All right, do we want to do this on three? Yep. All right, JP, give us a countdown. Three, two, one. What you got? Willie, Willie Mays. Mays. Okay. I was wondering if <laughs> he was not close. That's why I didn't add him because I wasn't sure if he was still still yeah. with us. I didn't have time to do the research that you said Google. Yeah. yeah. In the middle of the break. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Willie Mays. Willie Mays. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of people that refer to him as the greatest living ball player, even before the passing of Hank Aaron, I, I thought, still think Hank was better. But hey, 660 career home runs, 12 gold gloves. Well, it's arguable because I think Willie was a little bit better defender. Hank would have an answer to that because of the way, you know, you saw Willie running down these balls in center field and his hat falling off and all that stuff. Hank wasn't that. Yeah. But he made plays. Sure. You know, uh, I just think I think Willie made more plays that wouldn't have been made otherwise with anybody else. Just like Andrew Jones made a lot of plays that nobody else would have made. So Mm -hmm. there's that. Anyway, there it is. Our top five will be on Twitter on the poll. You can give your number one in the poll and you can enter to win a Patio West gift card. Fifty dollars. All you have to do is retweet and vote in the poll. We'll be on Facebook as well. Comment, share. We'll get you we'll get you entered in to win a $50 gift card. And last week's winner for a $50 gift card, Patio West, is Michael, Michael Carter. Carter. Congratulations to you, sir. So, there you go. All right. Check it out, out on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. SM-TN Sports com for full coverage of local high school sports. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We appreciate you guys listening. For Maurice Patton, the Hall of Famer, J.P. Plant, the producer, 
I'm Chris Yao. We're saying goodbye until tomorrow from Columbia. Stay cool.